Welcome to this week's edition of the Ohio Sports Administration podcast, 50 Years in the Making. My name is Travis Meisner, and later on I'll be joined by my classmate Todd Moore as we sit down with Mike Hargrave, the Chief Marketing Officer for Richard Petty Motorsports. Mike has 30 years of marketing experience on the team and brand side, from Anheuser-Busch to Bank of America with the Houston Astros and now with Richard Petty Motorsports across many different facets of marketing from media buying to corporate sales. A 1987 graduate of Ohio Sports Administration program, Mike touches on the impact that Dr. Charles Higgins had on his career even through today. We discuss the passion that's necessary to become successful and how he's leveraged his experiences to get to where he is today. Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for Richard Petty Motorsports. Mike, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Mike, talk to us a little bit about your position and and how you attained uh, your role today and how you got to where you are. Okay. Well, um, I started with Richard Petty Motorsports five years ago. Um, I spent uh, really my, my sports career started uh, with the Continental Basketball Association team uh, before I went to Ohio University. I, I headed up marketing. Um, I say headed up marketing. I was the only marketing person. Uh, so we did everything from sales to merchandise sales to sponsorships to um, doing the halftime promotion and and even sat in the, the uh, as a color announcer on the radio uh, occasionally. So... Um, Went from that to um, the Houston Astros, and um, then I really started about a 30-year uh, stint um, in corporate marketing uh, with Anheuser-Busch, Texaco, ConAgra Foods, Bank of America is what brought me to Charlotte, and where I got to know Richard Petty and uh, Brian Moffat, our CEO, and so I started here five years ago. Well, it's a really interesting career path, and I know... Uh Hearing that you started the CBA is, is really interesting um, because that's uh, you know quite the, the place to start in basketball and then to take where you're at today. But looking at where uh, Richard Petty Motorsports is in, uh, in NASCAR, uh, we had the opportunity to, to learn a lot about NASCAR this year from meeting with different alumni and how it's such a special property in terms of what it does for sponsors and what it does for brand recall. Uh, so can you talk about how you leverage uh, Richard Petty Motorsports specifically in the NASCAR and stock car space uh, to bring in new corporate partners? When I think about every conversation I have with a partner, potential partner, or anybody who just wants to engage in, you know, why sponsorship in NASCAR works, you have to start with the 75 million people, that audience that are very passionate and loyal to the sponsors. And NASCAR has a unique, um, a unique relationship with their their fans in that the fans understand that without sponsorship, their favorite driver would be on the track. So if you took Smithfield Foods off of Eric Almarola's car, he potentially wouldn't race that weekend. If you take Bank of America off of Bank of America Stadium, the Charlotte Panthers are still going to play on Sunday. So that's the difference in and our fans understand that difference. Um, when it comes to Richard Petty Motorsports, what we give our partners is a real relevant, real voice to that NASCAR nation. 
So one that's been in the, you know, with STP for over 45 years. Um, with Smithfield Foods, who is one of our largest current partners, um, you know, that equation of the NASCAR audience and then the Petty brand is really a perfect way for them to deliver their message to the NASCAR audience. So, Mike, you've been, we alluded to a little bit earlier, you, you worked in the brand side and you worked for a couple of different teams prior to coming to Richard Petty Motorsports. What is what is one of the partnerships or marketing campaigns in your career that you're most proud of or you like to hang your hat on as something, you know, I, I did that, that's that's something that either changed the game or something that you really thought was unique and cool and uh, kind of a engaging campaign? I, you know, one of the things that I, I really enjoyed at my career at, at Anheuser-Busch was a time when I was in their media department and I worked with all of the different networks and uh, local sports entities to leverage um, our our media buys into uh, touching, actually getting out and touching the fans, whether it's with promotions, um, giveaways, incentives, that kind of thing. So um, we were really looking, We at that time, we were ahead of the game looking at media buying as more than just a 30-second unit and looking at ways for us to take our brands and make them more relevant to the fans. So that th- that time was uh, something that I look back on. And, um, you know, whether it was Bud Light Big Monday, um, you know, we had the Bud Light manager came into my office and he said, you know, Budweiser's got football and Bush has got NASCAR. And, what you know, you guys haven't done anything for us. You know, what are you going to do? So you know, sat down with the ESPN folks and said, hey, look, we're we're spending, you know, a significant, a significant amount of money with you um, on our on our uh, college uh, basketball this year. What can we do? How can we? They said, hey, we've got this thing, you know, we're talking about, you know, it's the Big Eight, the Big Ten, uh, and, you know, we're going to create Big Mondays. So that from that became the Bud Light Big Monday. And, and, what really worked about that was it was, it provided a seamless transition from Monday night football and all the promotions that you have on premise, which are the bars and, um, and all those, uh, uh, sports bars that, that had Monday night football programs. Now we were able to continue that into basketball season. So that was a, a very successful promotion. Um, and program that went on well beyond my years at Anheuser-Busch. So that's a that's actually a really interesting answer because I think for Travis and I, thinking of a time when Bud Light wasn't a property that was everywhere in sports is, is pretty crazy. So to think of that as an example of something that yeah. you accomplished in corporate marketing is, is pretty special. Um, you also yeah. talked about how your work at Bank of America connected you uh, with Richard Petty and uh, Richard Petty Motorsports. So can you talk about how uh, that eventually led to you deciding to make the leap into motorsports from corporate marketing? Sure. Well, I got to Bank of America in 2007, just in time really to see the economy start to crash and a lot of the things that, yeah, and a lot of the things that Bank of America, um, you know, uh, go down, um, as far as their, as far as their sports marketing efforts were concerned. But, 
um, while we were there, uh, one of the programs that was really the cornerstone for a lot of Bank of America's investments was their credit card um, programs. And we had affinity credit cards uh, in NASCAR, which had the NASCAR bar marks on it, and then had various drivers. So you could pick which driver you wanted. Um, and, you know, building out a robust list of some of the top drivers was part of my job was to go out and get those drivers signed up. And one of the one of the folks we went to, we didn't really do many uh, retired drivers, but the one that we were, I was per- personally interested in was Richard Petty, uh, because, you know, here was a guy that 20 years after he drove his last race was still identified as the most popular driver in the sport. So, uh, which is crazy and probably not something that NASCAR was really all that thrilled with, but, um, you know, Richard's DBI scores are still, um, well above, you know, where Dale Jr.'s are, Danica's, and, um, and he's really, he's a global iconic brand. So, um, we were able to bring Richard in and that really started the relationship, uh, with the Petties and, uh, with Brian. And, uh, you know, that organization went through some changes as well, um, they uh they were uh, richard had sold the team to a private equity group um they had run it for about 3 or 4 years and it was it was really just about ready to go out of business and richard went out and found an investor andy merstein uh to come in and um invest in the team and richard got back involved in the day-to-day operation of the team and so that was 5 years ago when they asked me to come on with them uh, but but that relationship started with a credit card program that we that we had at at uh, Bank of America. You alluded to it a little bit uh, with Richard Petty being one of the most popular and one of the best stock car drivers in in history. Uh, that has to have its advantages and challenges for working for such a large icon. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what it's like working for Mr. Petty and how Richard Petty Motorsports operates uh, in general? You know, I, I, your the the comment about um, you know uh, the advantages. Um, there are, I you know, there are a ton of advantages. I, I find it hard to find a disadvantage, but um, Richard's uh, he has grown his own brand. I mean, this is a young guy that grew up with with not much money. Um, his, you know, stock car uh, racing when his father Lee participated in in NASCAR was not what it is today. And um, you know, they had to work on their own cars. And Richards built his own brand not only on the track with 200 wins, seven championships, seven Daytona 500 victories. Um, and all the other things that, you know, every time I turn around, there's some other um, record that he that he accomplished while he was driving. But but really where he distinguished himself was with his fans and Richard's known. And now all NASCAR drivers are known for being very fan friendly, always signing autographs. Richard's really the guy that started that. Um he when when we at when I've asked him I said Richard why you know why did you start this crazy stuff because now I got to wait for him in these crowds right <laughs> while he signs all these autographs so 
there's a personal part of that. But anyway, he 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 really believes this that it is his way of thanking the fans to give them something personally. He couldn't give them a gift, you know, with you know a hat or something like that, but he could sign something. And so he not only took pride in stopping and signing every autograph of every person that, that stops him in, he does. But he also took personal pride in what that signature looks like. And it's a, it's a, it's a work of art, um, but it's, it's a beautiful signature. It looks the same every time. And, and so that is what's really cool about one of the cool things about working with Richard. Um, the other part is that Richard's an American icon. He's an American sports icon. Um, when I talk to sports writers and I go, do you realize that when you're old and you're talking to your kids, it's going to be like the sports writer that was sitting with Babe Ruth, because that's what he is in our sport, that you have this opportunity to spend time with him and talk about all of his old stories and write about his stories and all that kind of thing. Um, and I, I, you know, me too. And I get chills when I think about it, but that's the, the really neat thing about working with Richard um, is, you know, how he's done so much of this himself and um, in, in that, you know, today he's still giving back and that we've got this opportunity to, to be with this living icon. Well, that sounds pretty incredible. I, I think as you're describing yeah. that now, I'm going to go do some research on what uh, Mr. Petty's signature looks like and uh, – Study, yeah. study the aesthetics aesthetics of that there, but but you're right because that's a name that that transcends you know what, whatever you're a sports fan you definitely recognize uh, a Richard Petty as a as a distinctive name and I know you know when we do our studies here at Ohio University and our revenue generation classes and when it comes to motorsports something that's such a great selling point for those properties is how involved the drivers are and to think about uh, Richard Petty as you know really a, a pioneer in that that space of a driver being a huge part of that that sponsorship package when you sign on with the motorsports team is is great perspective on how NASCAR got where it is today. Yeah. And uh, Mike, so we wanted to transition to talking about your experience with Ohio University. So uh, if you could tell us, you know, looking back at, at Mike Hargrave when he was working at the at the CBA and then looking at the next step for his career, how did you end up at Ohio and how did you connect with the MSA program as the logical next step for your uh, your career and getting launched into uh, sports marketing? So I was working for um, a small um, advertising company in Evansville, Indiana, which is where I grew up. And I went to Butler um, to, to college and came back and got a, my first job was at a 3000 watt radio station selling commercials, selling time. Um, and then, uh, because my passion in life has always been basketball, um, I coach basketball on the side. So I coach junior high and high school basketball. And uh, this guy, Rich Racimus, a uh, good friend of mine who coached uh, Memorial High School in Evansville, uh, asked me if I wanted to go to Danny Knee's uh, summer basketball camp and coach with him one summer. So I took one of my weeks of vacation and, and went to go uh, to Danny Knee's camp. And that's at Ohio University. Uh, when Danny was coaching there at the time. And, and we had a great, great week and, uh, you know, probably over a beer <laughs> somewhere in one of the uh, local establishments there. 
um, you know, a couple of us were sharing our backgrounds and stuff. And somebody asked me what, you know, what I did. And I said, well, you know, in advertising, he said, man, yeah, you got to check out, you know, this program we've got here. It's, it's about the business of sport and all that. He said, you could, you can combine your love of sport here. And, and, uh, so I said, well, what do I do? And they said, there's this, there's this guy, Doc Higgins, and he's, he's right above, you know, um, you know, the courts, you just go up on the second floor there. So I went up and I'm in my gym shorts and a sweaty t-shirt and been coaching camp for half a day. And during the lunch, I went up and knocked on Doc Higgins door and, um, and he said, come on in, come on in. He said, okay, gave me all the stuff and said, you know, you got to get it in by this date. We only select a few people and it's very selective. And so, you know, if you're not, you know, if you don't hit your dates to get it in with him, there's nothing I can do for you. So, um, so it was great, you know, great first interaction with uh, Doc Higgins. And I got back, man, that was, that was my focus, uh, when I got back to, to Evansville and, um, so, um, it, you know, one of the things he said is if there's anything you can do to get experience that would help you, um, take it. So I, that's when I took the job with the, uh, continental basketball association team that was starting in Evansville, Indiana. And, uh, we, we set the record for season ticket sales in the league. We set this, the, uh, record for, uh, the largest all-star game attendance and um, Jerry Sloan was our first um, coach. He had just left the Bulls, and and uh, he never made it to the first game because he got <laughs> hired by Utah, and, and we all know the story from there, right? But uh, really cool story, but it's um, that was my introduction to Ohio University. That's incredible. We have the um, distinct opportunity to have Dr. Higgins in class this semester uh, for the first time uh, in, in our final semester. And it's funny how um, in hearing people from 1987, from 1975, from 2005, Dr. Higgins has uh, has not changed a whole lot. So it, he's really had a, a fingerprint on a lot of us who have gone through here. And it's always interesting to see, especially those of you who graduated a little um, a little bit longer than the rest of us, uh, he he really seemed to have had uh, had a, a impression on a lot of people who came through here. Uh, that being said, was there someone that, while you were on campus or someone you connected with here uh, that served as a mentor to you um, throughout your career or in the beginning stages of your career? It, it was without a doubt, Doc Higgins. There was, you know, in my career, I didn't have much passion for it. I was, I was selling TV time and, you know, it was fine. You know, I was getting a paycheck and it was fine. I didn't know what a career was. And when I got there and he helped guide me onto this path that I've been able to take, and it's my own journey, I get that. But uh, without him encouraging me, and when I went to work for the Houston Astros, and I got the job before I graduated. And he said, Mike, you know, why don't you finish your degree, use this as your internship time. And I said, Doc, that's why I went there, was to get this job. Why do I need it? And he said, I know, I know. Just just think about it, think about it. So I thought about it for a month or two. And um, and I called him back and I said, I think you're right. I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead. And... Uh, you know, finish up. So, and then I came back and finished, but, um, you know, he was always there for me, uh, 
uh, whenever I had a question or, you know, there was a challenge and, and just that one moment when, you know, when I went up there during the basketball camp or when I called him when I was with the Houston Astros and, um, you know, he kept, he kept me on the right path. So great guy. We've all been fortunate to be touched by him. And, and he continues to be great at communicating the importance of passion and, and really finding your way in the industry. So that's always great to hear from, from the graduates from your era as well. Now, Mike, we'll uh, close the interview on a question that we like to ask everyone that joins us. And some people have said it's the toughest question, and we don't know if it'll be if you'll feel the same way, but we like, would like to challenge you to try to describe your experience with Ohio University, both as a student and um, staying connected to the alumni network. If you could describe that all in one word, what word would you use and why? Family. Um, I don't know how many times I was uh, picked up the phone and whether I was asking for something or someone was asking something for me, the difference in the conversation that followed when I knew that they were from Ohio University or they knew that I was from Ohio University uh, was, you know, it was like, okay, we both know where we're coming from. You know, let's find a way to help each other out. You know, if that's something that's really rang true for Todd and I going through the process of of these uh, interviews, we've probably done with about half of them, and we have, you know, people from the executive vice president of Richard Petty Motorsports to to the you know CEO of whatever company or, or president of whatever team. Everyone seems incredibly willing to take a half hour or so out of their day uh, just to speak with us, and it's you know it's easy to take for granted, but but it's uh, it's very humbling and it makes you feel. Uh, like a piece of the puzzle, and 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 that's one thing you said. Yeah. Family, it's you really are uh, just one. Each person is just one small part of what this this overall um, thing is, what this program is. So I think I would totally agree with you. I think that's something that rings true through a lot of these podcasts. Um, and so, Mike, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and uh, a lot of great things. Your experience in 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 stock racing and your experience in the brand side is uh yeah. is incredible to listen to and your story is really uh is really inspiring so thank you once again okay. thank you mike okay. take care to mike for taking the time to speak with todd and i hearing about his experience on the brand side and now with one of the most famous racing teams was really unique and shows how everyone's path is a little different in its own way Next week, we talk with Jessica Smith, class of 2015 and a graduate of the top-ranked Professional Sports Administration online program at Ohio University. Jessica became the Director of Corporate Development with the Columbus Blue Jackets in 2015 after spending over three years with the Oakland Athletics as a Corporate Account Manager and as a Group Sales Manager prior to that. We discuss the world of partnerships and some of the similarities and differences between the Bay Area and Columbus, as well as Jessica's view on partnerships. Thank you once again for spending time with us this week. And with that, Todd. 110, take it away.